Hello and welcome into episode number eight of the Warriors of Lust podcast, the gayest, thirstiest show on Aetherus. We have a very special episode for you today. Following the release of Live Letter 69, we have gotten some very special patch notes from Square Enix themselves. But first, I need to introduce our host. Leading off, I am your enemy of innocence, sucking way, Callie Page. I am the insatiable Jiraku Drake. And I am the Temptress of Fate, Serena Hima. Now you may also call me the Mammary Mistress. <laughs> the Mammary <laughs> Mistress. Yes. I love it. I love it. Uh, so welcome in, uh, everybody. This is a uh, great... It's going to be a good one. Uh, we... Uh, we're so fortunate to be sent an email, a very exciting email earlier this week, and we've been preparing ever since. Square Enix has a lot of stuff that they had to announce for patch 6.1. Uh, we know that on Friday of this week, uh, the uh, 69th letter from the producer live was done uh, in the bright early morning hours. Uh, at least in North America, and they had so much to announce they weren't able to get to all of it, and they decided to reach out to the Warriors of Lust podcast and let us deliver the remainder of the patch notes. So I'm super geeked. Thank you very much, Square Enix. We're very appreciative of this opportunity. I would like to specifically give a shout-out to Koji Fox, though I don't think I'm allowed to say the specifics of why you know what you did. You know exactly what you did, you <laughs> naughty person. Naughty, naughty. Mm -hmm. I'm extremely honored for this. Uh, this is It is very exciting, really, as someone who did Limit Break Radio for years and a show where we had almost no contact with Square Enix to be chosen to do something like this is just really outstanding. So we are going to talk about the exciting patch notes that are coming up in patch 6.1 a little bit later in the show. Uh, first, I need to remind you all that we officially have a merch store where you can get some Warriors of Lust merchandise. That's at streamlabs.com slash Ascalia slash merch. We have got uh, some, uh, we've got Serena gear, we've got Cali gear, we've got Jiraku gear, we've got the thirsty water bottle, we've got all kinds of cool things available right now. Uh, some really great quality merch. I got a bunch of it in uh, just a couple weeks ago, and it is so comfy and so nice. I love this merch. Uh, Serena, were you able to get your stuff? No. 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 <laughs> okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> so you. So you are. Just to clarify, you are definitely you are aware of what is selling and what is not selling, right? I am, yes. Okay. I would like to put a call to action to our listeners to make sure that my gear sells better than everyone else's <gasps> so that everyone knows that I'm the best host and we can financially monetarily prove this. I will tell I'll tell you what, at the end of season one, we're currently on episode eight. There are going to be twelve episodes in the first season of the Warriors of Lust podcast. At mm -hmm. the end of season one, I think we should look through the merch sales and see who uh, sold the mer most merch and who's getting fired? It's me. I, I, like, I like the first part of that. I like the first part of that a lot. Actually. Yeah. No, I think that would be a, a fun bit. We can we can definitely take a look and see how the how the merge numbers are going. But no, no one's getting fired. Uh, I do, however, uh, need to call to order this very important meeting of Fantasia Addicts Anonymous. I see some brand new faces here, and I gotta say, I'm very disappointed in all of you. Why are you disappointed? Serena. Why are you disappointed? Serena, you I'm... were a bun last time I saw you. And now I'm a seeker. Yeah, I'm not I'm not Why seeing not any happy? scales. Ain't no yeah. scales there. Yeah, where's my where's my where's my sexy lizard girl? She'll be back. She's okay. on a vacation. 
So you switch to uh, a seeker. I got to tell you, that role is taken, Missy. I yes, listen. I know it's the it's 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 the it's the cat eyes for me. They just. I mean, they are great. They just get me, but I'll go back. I'll go back. I promise. <laughs> I promise. I'm not so, complaining about having a Makote to either side of me. Oh, <laughs> Jiraku's dream is to walk with a Makote on either arm. He's got like a pastel Makote, and then he's got like the goth Makote. Yeah, no, he definitely. Ha- Do you remember in uh, Batman Forever when they go to Two Faces Lair, and he's got like the super like goth evil chick and like the like angel like chick that are hanging out with him? That's what I feel like Jiraku has on either arm. And I'm sorry for the Batman Forever reference that no one gets. I was going to say, you've just convinced me that maybe I should actually watch that garbage movie again. I don't remember that scene. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. Batman Forever is an awful movie that I love unironically. I love that movie, even though it sucks. Don't you like watching like trash movies? I like, do, I, I and that really like, should tell you everything. I think we went over that when we were establishing like aftercare. Yeah, some of our uh, some of our uh, people in the Discord I saw were looking up avalanche sharks after uh, that discussion. So I'm so sorry for you. You've officially wasted an hour and a half of your life. It's not even an hour and a half long. That movie's like an hour and five minutes. It's not even feature length. Uh, I'm sorry you wasted 65 minutes of your life watching avalanche sharks. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get in and talk about the Thirst Down. It is time for us to break down our uh, newest submissions uh, of the many beautiful denizens of Eorzea and now greater Aetheris, past and present, as it turns out. Last week, uh, we or last episode, rather, we had the wonderful Rookery join us, and she submitted our first non-humanoid to the list in the form of the big dragon whose name that I totally remember. Twintania. Uh, Twintania, thank you. Uh, we got our first non-humanoid added on to the Thirst Down, which is very exciting, and I'm glad we were all super creative and, and kept going in that theme. No, well, we're, it's is a, a much more... Wait, Jiraka, who the hell is that? <laughs> you know, you always ask, and it just reminds me every single time that I am the only person with impeccable taste and I'm the only one willing to give the love that is deserved to these characters that no one recognizes but me. Yeah, I got Clearly someone doesn't remember the ninja quest line very well. My ninja like, is level 0. My ninja is level 15. I'm disappointed in both of you. So I'm not even a ninja yet. I I'll have to ask my wife. I know she's a level 90 ninja. Um I would just like to point out that you just, you still just have a way of just pulling out the most obscure people. Princess Yuki? Who on earth is that? She's She's cute. She's great. Look, I could have pulled almost any named NPC in both the Rogue and Ninja quest lines. And don't you, don't get me started. I am ready. I am ready. I have like four of them just waiting in the wings. But I had to pick one character this episode. So I picked Princess Yuki. Yatsurugi no Yuki. And the most important thing about her is that you can tell everything you need to know just from a glance. Uh, yeah, facing... she wears short short, short shorts and thigh highs. That's, That's my type of it. lady. That's part of it. Uh, all Aura that have forward-facing horns are brats, and I'm into that. And so that you're, is in, a you're, into the, you're into the danger oral horns? Yes. Always means slight danger. Yeah, I, I mean, have listen. to work for it. 
Uh, well, or they're going to stab you. Mm-hmm. They have to work for it. <laughs> Alternatively, you can just you can just throw some rubber over the tips. It's fine. Just put like um, little corks. Yeah, just put little corks. Jiraku's here. He's he's cutting into like the tennis balls and putting them on there. <laughs> exactly. It's fine. It's fine. You know, you opened a bottle of wine or two. He just. Also, she's a ninja girl, and ninja girls are always super kinky. And again, very good. What else do you want from me? I mean, I I guess that's fair. Um, it says on on this list here that Sadu is the exception that proves the rule to all four horn, uh, facing Hornara being brats. I'm not sure that's true. I she's think Sadu brat. might be the ultimate brat. Mm-hmm. That's possible as well. She might. I think she's the leader of the brats. See, I was more thinking from the perspective of I've seen a lot of art of Sadu stepping on Magni's face, and I kind of agree with that. Okay, well, we cannot judge whether you're a top or a bottom by where you are with Magni. You could be the biggest sub ever, and you're still a top to Magni. Exactly. You know what? Fair. Fair assessment. <laughs> I, I'm a top to Magni. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'm going next because you got me thinking about Aura now. I'm going with Kura and I. Uh, first of all, I love Aura women. Leave me alone. Hold on, hold on. Now tell everyone who this character is that's so obscure that no one's ever heard of Kura and I unless they were crafting during Stormblood. I don't okay, know her. okay. Uh, you do know her. Uh, she took you into Shisui of the Violet Tide. Oh. She is the level 63 dungeon in Stormblood. Uh, she is, is the princess of Sui no Sato, uh, and she has a twin named Hisui. Uh, and I'm pr- I'm kind of banking this submission on the idea that if I get Kuro and I, I will also get Hisui. Um, she, <laughs> two for yeah, one. Two for one. Okay, absolutely. Fair. And yes, fair. later on when you do the crafting job, uh, the crafting uh, custom deliveries in Stormblood, uh, it is for Kuro and I as you try to bring Sui no Sato out of the bottom of the ocean and into the actual world and it kind of works sort of uh not in any tangible way since obviously they can't have crafting be that important to the to the world at large but uh yeah no i i love me some kura and i she is uh beautiful and i have a thing for our women mm-hmm. i feel so weird because i'm not an auto right now <laughs> yeah, yeah no. i i feel like maybe maybe we were just missing you <laughs> i've been missed it looks like and if yeah, we you... can't have our purple goth zayla in our lives then we have to make do with these rayan bitches <laughs> <laughs> so far left but okay i mean but it's not wrong right like yeah. I... what are we gonna do find a more goth zayla than you that's not gonna happen swing the other direction get what you can yeah you're right yeah. you're right <laughs> Yeah, I can't think of anyone like I think you could argue is a bigger goth than Serena is, right? Like, Gaia's close. Gaia is Gaia's close. real close. I want Gaia's outfit. If I could wear Gaia's outfit, uh, I say yeah. You in Gaia's outfit would be like peak goth. Oh, for sure. Goth. So Serena, which Alra did you pick? I didn't pick an Ara. I picked oh, you an didn't? ancient, an Emiratian. You okay? So you know what? As much as uh, Serena gives me a hard time for having a type, you've got a type too. I know. I really, I outed myself. I was like, I really like agents. Um, I picked Hermes. I'm Hermes. still riding. I'm still riding the Endwalker train. <laughs> I mean, though, that's completely fair. Just Hermes, really? He's yeah. You know, no, 
No, she's right. She's right. Hermes is thank pretty you, great. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, Dr- no, uh, that, that's I a very biased her. opinion because you also picked Hermes, just a different version of Hermes. Amon. <laughs> you picked Amon. You picked the worst <laughs> version of Hermes, right? Oh, come on. Come on. The worst version of Hermes is Asahi body. He's not even hot. Uh, Asahi, yeah, really that Asahi, you can really kind of see the inbreeding affecting that line as you get from Hermes to Amon to Asahi. I just want to punt him. Anyways, um, <laughs> I just want to punt him. I don't like him. I, anyway. <laughs> I mean, you're not supposed to like him. He's definitely I... supposed to be hated. He's very hated. You're supposed to feel good at the end of the Sukiyomi fight when she's like, I know I'm going to die, but bleh, stab. Exactly, I did. Um, but no, Hermes. I love Hermes. We learned. I just like ancient ones. I just like the Emeraldians. Any type of Asian, apparently. I'm just like nice. So, are you in? Are you into single fathers? Or like, is that your type? <laughs> no, it's just it's just dads. Because you, like, you know you're you're adopting Medion if you uh, if yeah. you get with Hermes, right? I love her. I'm fine with that. That's my daughter. Okay. Well, no. all right. Then you're already halfway there. <laughs> I'm already there. There is a pretty actually serious downside to Hermes, though, that you just made me realize. Yeah. With with the way Medion works, when you're around Hermes, you'd have to beat Medion back with a stick. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like You're like really into Hermes and you show up and take a look at him and Medion just looks at you like, oh, oh, my. And you're like, OK, I can't even be safe in my thoughts. <laughs> we we got to get the kid out of here. Like. <laughs> Fucking put the put the kid in the room, lock the door, go to the other side of the island. Let's see. Yep. Yeah, Vanad, do you want to babysit? Because um, we need to babysit real fast. Because uh, Asm's here, and listen, it's gonna be a good night. All right, I like it. Hermes is fine. Princess Yuki and Kuranai all entering into the thirst down. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right. We have to get into it. We don't have a whole lot more time uh, to dawdle because this is quite an extensive list of patch notes that we've got to get through. Uh, this week, letter from the producer live uh, 60, number 69 came out, uh, introducing us to patch 6.1 and giving us a uh, overview on things to come when that patch eventually goes live. Now, Square Enix reached out to us early in the week, letting us know, hey, we're not going to be able to get everything onto the letter from the producer live. Could you go ahead and put the rest of the patch notes out? And and to be fair, we kind of get it. There's a lot of patch notes that need to be that needed to get out. They just had a long letter from the producer live in number 68. That one thing went like seven hours. Uh, and they didn't have time to get to this one. They're very busy working on patch 6.1 and getting all this stuff ready to go. So we said, of course, we would be very happy to just go ahead and uh, and to put those out for uh, you all to listen to. So we're going to take you through the uh, part two of the patch 6.1 notes, and uh, we're gonna we'll take you through them and we'll kind of give our thoughts on them as we go through. And uh, yeah, uh, Draco, Serena, anything else to say before we get into this? I, I'm really really happy that they trust us with this valuable information. I'm happy wait. they trust us with anything. Yeah, exactly. I can't wait to see how everyone takes and like absorbs all this knowledge that we're about to give them. I mean, there are some things in here that I think are going to be controversial. That oh, I think, yeah. you know what I mean? There are going to be some of these things where people, some people in the community, I don't think are going to care for them. It wasn't there that a lot that happens with patches sometimes. 
That's so. true. I mean, that's true. That's fair. All right. Can't please all the people all the time. Exactly. exactly. So it, as we always say on the Warriors of Lust podcast, just please us all of the time. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So let's start with some character-related patch notes. Uh, so this is patch 6.1 part 2 notes. Character-related. The first one. Uh, implementation of a butt slider to accompany the boob slider during character creation. We anticipate a sharp uptick in Fantasia sales following implementation and recommend getting your Fantasia now. Um, now, this this one really feels weird to me because I feel like if they're going to go the whole distance with just re-adding the butt sliders, yeah. why aren't they just giving everyone a free Fantasia out the gate? I mean, they, I know they've done that in the past. Like when Aura first came into the game, everyone got a free Fantasia. Um, it, it does seem like a little cash grabby to to put a butt slider in and not just give out like the Fantasia. You've known we've wanted this for a long time. Now that said credit where it's due hell yes thank god we're finally getting the butt slider i can finally have the fat ass i was meant to have <laughs> exactly and you know i complaints aside i am happy for that yeah absolutely i, I it's it's a needed change uh you know it's in a game that is all about us trying to you know identify with our characters with our warriors of light they've gone so far to let the warrior of light feel like us and let us feel special like that it it's just something that really should be there and should have been there from the beginning honestly i completely agree all right jaraka you're up next so i'm a particularly big fan of this one um recently we implemented a new housing furnishing in the form of a dance pole players express disappointment at not being able to interact with the pole uh i think by players they mean me i think that that was me <laughs> that they was they were referring to yes i expressed a lot of disappointment with not being able to pole dance i agree <laughs> we're pleased to announce <gasps> however that starting in patch 6.1 part 2 the <gasps> slash dance emote will interact with the dance pole if you are within two yawns of it at let's go yes! kelly kelly doesn't just have to be a dragoon to dance on a pole Oh. I'm so excited. I don't now. Oh my God. I don't have to slash EM at all the time. I can actually just do the slash dance. I don't have to like go into like detailed descriptions of what I'm doing anymore. I can literally just, I, I hope where there's like, I mean, I'm sure there won't be at first, but I hope we get like a couple of different like dances that you can do with the pole over time. That'd be super cool. That would be great. Now I really do appreciate this particular type of change. I have a lot of alts. And so what they could have done is they could have made that like an emote that you would have to unlock. Oh, by yeah. Doing like a side quest or something. And every yeah, time like, they do like that, literally slash P dance. Yeah. Every time they do that, it's really annoying because, I mean, I have to do it 32 times. And you have really 32 great. alts. Yes. I, thereabouts. I think I might be at 33 now, actually. What is your monthly sub fee? I only have two accounts. It's fine. Oh, okay. Cross data center or inter data center travel is very nice. That's true. I'm mm -hmm. looking forward to uh, cross data center travel. Shout uh, out to everyone on Diabolos that doesn't know I'm there because I don't join FCs or talk to anyone. Nice. <laughs> uh, but for, seriously, I mean, you can like I can hear the celebrations on Balmung already at the implementation of of the of the pole dance, right? Yes. Oh my gosh! All the clubs and everything like that. It is oh, kind of a. Great. It's kind of another one though, where you're like, "How was this not already there?" Because we had, they put the dance pole into the game, and we clearly had 
the animation's done because the uh in um Yulemore, they have mm-hmm. the dance poles that people could move on and it's like how come this wasn't already here? I'm really confused. Well, if I had to guess, it's probably because that animation is very clearly f- like all of the characters in Yulemore that are doing it are like exactly the same size. Right, yeah. Okay, so they they, they didn't have, have it figured out for it like for, they'd have to have it for Lalafell and for Rugadin. Uh, do they really though? And Rothgar? I think they could make this like Miko, Aura, Ella's and Bon exclusive. <laughs> you know what they could do is what they could just have else? a unique they could give everyone a unique furniture animation based on their race, and they would all have like a different one for a different piece of furniture. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> Listen, fingers crossed. I guess we'll have fingers to find crossed. out. We'll have to figure out when uh, when that when six point one drops. Um, all right, Serena. All right, so there's now the expansion of search info tab to allow more customization and personalization. Ooh. This also includes a hard-coded link to your F-List account. Yes! As well as a Kinsley scale slider and tick boxes for ERPR slash non-ER... Not ERPR. For, yeah, well, RPR and non-ER... Non-ERPR. <laughs> and the latter unlocking you a free transfer to the new Reddit data center. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Square Enix is acknowledging that some of the player base doesn't enjoy fun and that those parts of the player base are all on Reddit. Yeah, that's and, correct. And I adding know. adding a new data center. This is a really weird way to announce the new data center being added as yeah, like this- a sub part of the search info tab. But it feels really appropriate that people who don't enjoy fun would get such a footnote devoted to them, right? That- I mean that is true. I, 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 you would think the announcement of a new data center, particularly in North America, would be a big, like, headline piece given the mm-hmm. shortage of uh, of, of uh, technology on it right now. But at the same time, I'm kind of with you. If if you can't have fun with this game, then you know, yeah, go hang out on Reddit. Have fun, or let other people have fun. Exactly. Uh, all right, let's dive into some NPC related uh patch notes starting in patch 6.1 players will be able to customize the glamour of all npcs Ooh, so that's like that's like the crafting system with current eye uh exactly it's exactly that and i'm about to uh, be playing in a world of maids (laughs) well hold on now there is they do they do say there is an invisible points system to earn glamoring for server load purposes which makes sense they this would massively mm-hmm. increase the amount of data they would need to store they would need everyone's personal information on what they on every npc every npc yeah. yeah so i get that they would need to have the point system to kind of curtail the rate at which everything updates okay like okay so this is kind of like you have to or like kind of like we do with the crafting npcs you have or the crafting turn in npcs you have to get them to like you enough first before you can change their glams. Yeah. Usually you need people to like you before you can dress them. I mean, that's true. Although I'll tell you what, not always true. Not always, but usually. It it does look like you can earn these points by new favor me side quest chain um, featuring NPCs you know and love like Yashtola, Redolent Rose, and Nanamo. Oh, Nanamo is in that list. Yep. Redolent Rose. Like, 
redolent rose. And I, not I love I love how they started off like featuring NPCs you know and love, like Yashola. Yep, that's one for sure. Yep. Redolent Rose. Who? And not oh, a so, you said the weaver quest line. Uh, oh, uh, I guess I would, I guess no, that it would, would make yeah, that would make sense that an sense NPC then. from Weaver would be involved with. Oh their yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Now I'm understanding. I still don't get why Nanamo's on there, but like I get now I get Redolent Rose. Okay. Yeah, I don't understand why Nanamo's there either. Is it because Weaver is in Ulda? You know what? That could be. Maybe maybe, maybe the you unlock the quest in Ulda. We don't have information on that, but that could be. That would make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. It good. it doesn't list the starting uh, point for this quest right now. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, the fashion report will also be expanded to accommodate this new system. Uh, dress up NPCs and parade them for fashion points and MGP. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, uh, Kyoko Star is going to be busy AF. I am oh, so, wow. I am so excited. This is like going to be like a dress-up game of Final Fantasy. <laughs> this almost sounds like, like a management system game where you, where you dress up your NPCs and then you have to parade them around. Uh, like this. uh listen i i'm i'm calling them my subs from now on but sure yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> i'll parade them around absolutely okay i'm into it uh jiraka you want to take us into these enemy related notes yeah 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 so um i'm actually really pumped for this one i'm a huge fan of blue mage i think the limited job system has a whole lot of potential and they have announced that they are engaging in sweeping system-wide changes for all enemies in the game in preparation for the new limited job submaster now i'm going to assume that means like how uh they every time there's a blue mage patch coming up they go in and they tweak the values on all kinds of enemies they add a couple new ones right 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 so that blue mages get xp gains stuff like that i have no idea what changes they would be doing for this submaster though well, they explain it. Uh, while Beastmaster is in high demand, we decided that players deserve something a little more in line with Final Fantasy XIV's rich world and characterization. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't quite know what they're what they're referring to with Submaster. Uh, I'll tell you what, though, if th- if this job coming out is the reason I'm not getting a Blue Mage update in Patch Six Point One, I'm gonna be mad. I I don't know. You know, it does make sense. It does make sense. Here, it says, uh, in a game with so many spoken enemies, it's unfair to limit the limited jobs options by calling it Beastmaster. So think of this as an extension of the job's traditional boundaries. It's not a reduction on the target list. Um, Okay, I I get it. Okay, so it's, they just... They're trying to do away with think, calling things like beast tribes. They're trying to, you know, get it, get rid of all of that. They don't want to call it Beastmaster. They're referring to all things that could potentially submit to you now with Submaster. That makes sense because I mean that could be a Cactuar, that could be a Tonberry, that could be a Garlean. You know, all of these things would be roughly equal under the Submaster system. Uh, yeah, I I think we all know that Ulyss is looking forward to finding a good Submaster. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I am most looking forward to what they do with this in the Asim step, personally. <laughs> oh, oh, my. my. Oh. Uh, Serena is our resident uh, monster fucker and uh, Aura specialist. Uh, how, what do you foresee this doing to the Asim step? Oh, I'm not quite sure. Um, Especially if it's well, if it's with anything to do with beast tribes, making it submaster. I haven't done a lot of beast tribe quests, anyways. Um, so 
I think we are like who I got a great question then. Who is going to be the quest giver? Who's gonna who's gonna unlock this job for you? Hmm. Well, they don't. They don't. I don't think our notes don't. Our notes don't say specifically. No, this no. is purely speculation. Us, yeah, this would be speculation. I think it's either going to be a new NPC, which is the boring but easy answer, or it'll probably be Ishtola. Oh, if it's Ishtola, I think everyone's down. I mean, everyone would be down. I'd, I'd be like, they've they've really gone so far into like making her like this like ethereal ethereal black mage kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean. I guess they've done the same for Sadu though. There is that one Beastmaster in uh in the Bozja quest, so I guess it could be him. Oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's there's a lot of people who could potentially fill in for the the submaster role. I I personally, Jirak, I'm kind of with you. I hope I hope Ishtola. I would be really interested in learning how to be a submaster from Ishtola specifically. That would be. Yeah. I think there's a lot of potential for that. Yeah. All right, let's look into system-related changes. This is probably the biggest section of them. Yes, it is. All right. Uh, new endgame weapon tier. The Sugma unlock quest uh, requires completion of a new 20-hour visual novel minigame in which the Warrior of Light is required to romance no less than five NPCs chosen from a pool of fan favorites, including Urianje, Estinian, and, of course, Radley Akeen. Uh, it Drucker, did they consult wow. you on this? Wow. Wow. They have great taste. <laughs> that's, that's great. The fact they call emphasis to her, you know. I can't I'm, believe that they are pulling Radley Akeen out of nowhere. Okay. I, I believe it. I that believe means, it. That means they're listening fully. I mean, clearly they are fans <laughs> of the show. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we'll work out the finer details of maintaining a digital polycule. Uh, this minigame must be repeated in its entirety with a fully new set of NPCs for each role. Wow. That That's uh, a 20-hour a, a visual novel in a patch? That's – it's it'd be way more than just that, honestly, because think of all the, all the variations they would have to code in. You know, I bet that's why we're not getting a Blue Mage update. And honestly, mm-hmm. this is probably going to be the first relic that I do, like, I think, period. I think this is explaining why we're only getting a patch every four months going forward. <laughs> if this spending- is- I was gonna say they're spending so much time on this. Yeah, that would make yeah. absolute sense. They need those four months. I, I mean, I, I, but listen, if this is the quality of content we're getting, then hell yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'll wait an extra month for this. Gives me more time to complete it. <laughs> I I do think they're asking for trouble with naming the uh, the the weapon quest line this time. Uh, Sugma. I feel like some people are gonna are gonna have a field day with that. Yeah, some people are going to be really immature about that, but fortunately, we're above such lowbrow humor on this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, now, Serena. speaking of lowbrow humor, Serena. <laughs> um, so it looks like there is a new challenge dungeon they're oh, adding. Thank God, because we could, the raiders will shut up. And I am very excited for this one specifically because the first it is called Callie's Basement. And it's going straight savage, straight to savage. <laughs> well, I'll admit, Callie's basement is always savage. That's that's fair, I suppose. Mm-hmm. That uh, makes a lot of sense. I gotta say, I was wondering why I'm not able to log into my, or uh, enter into my house as of late. It keeps saying it's under construction. Mm-hmm. Uh. That would make a lot of sense then. Yeah. Okay. Well, my apparently, uh, I better get uh, that free company house uh, sooner rather than later because my house is being. Uh, 
uh, commandeered. Uh, okay, I, I guess I look forward to trying to complete my own house uh, in Savage. Competing with everyone else for it. Oh, God. Oh, my God. People are... Okay, all right. Just a note to everyone out there who goes through, please don't look in any of the drawers uh, next to the bed. Uh, please don't look under the rug, and please don't look uh, in any of the wine casks. Do all of it. I mean, you can. <laughs> uh, Draku. Right, yes. Um, so in light of the many requests for a moral choice system to be implemented within the MSQ. Oh, please. Uh, while we're not ready to implement such a system. Oh. We would oh. like to introduce you to the oral choice system, which will appear in patch 6.1. <laughs> now, I immediately want to know, is that going to be tied to the Sugma quests? Uh, oh, that Maybe. does seem likely. That does seem likely. It also will probably involve a lot of front-facing horn aura. You know what? I bet it would. I bet it would. There'd probably be like a precise minigame, like a precision, like move, move the sticks properly to line yeah. everything up. Yeah. By the way, fun fact, uh, when Callie worked in the brothel, oral choice system was her nickname. That would make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, from here, it looks like we have a whole lot of news as far as individual job changes and uh, yes. role, role changes. Yep, there are going to be some healing, or so, sorry, some role and job changes uh, coming up in patch 6.1. And we just want to take another moment to say uh, the biggest thank you to Square Enix uh, for allowing us to break some of the, uh, these uh, really exciting headlines uh, in uh, coming up for patch 6.1. Uh, first off, we got uh, a change for healers, uh, the healing role. The role ability rescue has been replaced by leash. The target will now be unable to move beyond three yalms of the caster until released. Now, that makes a lot of sense to me um, because as someone who does not participate in like savage tier rating, even in like your 24 mans and your basic versions of the eight mans, you see a lot of cases of DPSs that are just insanely suicidal and desperate to screw up mechanics. Correct. And sometimes you need your healer to put that Dragoon on a leash and keep them from <laughs> killing themselves. Exactly. Yeah, no, listen, as someone who has both been an idiot DPS and frequently played with a bunch of idiot DPS, some people shouldn't be allowed to move. Some people should just have to go where the everyone else tells them. That's for sure. Just follow the healer around, and this is going to be a great ability for them now. Yeah, I, I think leash is, is going to be a game changer for, uh, for healer. It looks like it's just going to be a toggle, so uh, it won't be like on a cooldown or anything. You just got to toggle it onto somebody and drag them around. Oh, perfect. I love it. I think it's I think it's a strong move. Well done, SC. Good call. Now, would you would you like to cover this melee DPS oh. one as well? Because it looks well, to me like this is much more up your alley. Oh, oh yeah. this is this is one of mine. You're right. Uh, as the uh, melee DPS, as the preeminent pole dancers, dragoons have been given a new endgame weapon in the form of a literal stripper pole. Uh, Ring of Thorns is back and replaces the dragoon default oh! idol animation. Ring I'm of so Thorns excited. is back oh i was so heartbroken when they took ring of thorns out of the game i was so heartbroken over that i'm i'm ready for this uh and that and it replaces our idle animation which is which is just stellar um we get a new end game weapon in the form of a little stripper port. so that's got to be our sugma weapon right yeah that's, that's almost certainly going to be the dragoon sugma weapon the, the, so, sug the sugma pole yeah yeah for sure yeah i thought so so it just uh, means that yeah. most of the other weapons are probably going to be 
around that same theme as well. Uh, probably, yeah, in, in some way, shape, or form. Um, yeah, I would think so. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. Uh, who wants to handle ranged physical deeps? I th- I feel like that's right up my alley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it looks like where we're at right now, uh, the perform action will now replace all forms of combat abilities. Oh. And it looks like the system they're adding, this is probably mostly for bards, I would assume. Um, you will now be playing songs directly using perform rather than use your simple combos, throw your dots down, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, I see people um, in, in limbs all the time who'd be great at this. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. So we have three examples right now, but there's probably more than just the three. Um, so sexual healing performs support actions. That makes Got a lot it. of sense to me. Yep, I would mm-hmm. think so, yeah. Uh, careless whisper is how you activate your limit break. Hell and yeah. I like that. And, and it looks like if you play WAP, it immediately bans your service account. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could, I could, yeah, I mean, I can I mean, understand that, but why? <laughs> it seems a little harsh overall. Yeah. But I, mean, uh, I would assume that's probably a method to capture the uh, the people using bots to sell accounts. Ah, uh, oh. yeah. You know what? That makes sense. That okay. I got it now. Uh, okay. Uh, ooh, dancers. I play dancer. I like this one. Uh, dancers now gain a direct stat boost based on both the amount of lingerie they've glammed on and its creativity. No artifact gear sadly won't count for this. Uh, and no, you can't just slap on the taffeta shawl and loincloth and call it a day. Be creative. Be expressive. Be breed up. Breathtaking. Breathtaking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm... Where did you? Where did you even get? It, Kali. It's sorry. Breathtaking. It, it's uh, I, I, sorry. Breathtaking. I, I saw breedable. I'm sorry. It's, it's <laughs> ah well. You know. Uh, listen, I, as someone who uh, is all about playing dancer dressed as skimpy as possible, uh, yeah, no, I, I think, listen, dancers need a direct stat boost. Uh, I, I like the idea that they're trying to, like, tie it to being, like, dressed scantily, but it's it's basically just giving them a buff because all dancers are dressed scantily. So. Yeah, definitely. Whenever I am a dancer, I definitely <laughs> am mo- the least clothed I am in any other class. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. It just doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of point to, you know, and see, putting on clothes. I would have thought, thought you would have MCR'd it up with, like, the gothic dresses and stuff, Serena. Oh, I just wear all black usually with a hint of color. Sometimes some lavender when I'm feeling colorful. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Specifically just lavender. That's yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> just lavender. So it's either lavender or black. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of oh. black, it looks like we got Black Mage up next. Oh, so this is definitely, I'm excited for this one. So it's for Magical DPS. So Black Mages, it looks like we are gaining a new anchoring power that will okay. allow us to bind ourselves to our ley lines. We'll be fully strapping into it, um, ensuring that we get to use full potential of our most treasured cooldown. I am very excited for this. Do you think this will outplace leash? Uh, I, fi- I, I possibly. I, fi- I I think it's meant to be like uh, almost something like arm's length that well, is going to prevent knockbacks. Maybe. Well, I also want to know that because if like because have as a as a black mage, I have definitely been rescued out of my ley lines. Oh, uh, because they thought I was going to get hit, but I was in a. Co- 
completely fine spot. Um, or, so- or more importantly, like who cares if you get hit? DPS uptime. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. 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 So, like, I wonder if if we have that on, will does it ignore? Luke, does it ignore will, the leash? Exactly. Oh, that's a really good question. I I hope maybe the maybe we'll get to do a Q and A with them at some point. We could ask that like specifically, or we'll mm-hmm. just find out when it comes out. I guess. Oh, and another fun one, summoners. Ooh. Um, I love summoners. They will gain the ability to summon Shiva. Ooh. <gasps> yes yo shiva on our thirst down yes exactly and a valuable new method to farm points for glamoring the npcs oh. that makes sense so you know what i bet that's hinting at i bet that's hinting at we're gonna get to do diamond dance and we'll have like the whole wheel oh. click and everything oh yes. my gosh oh the summoner gets to do diamond dust and just uh step on somebody that oh would- that's good that's real good or like when they summon Shiva, because you know how they summon Nell actual there, the summon yeah. will just step on somebody. Yeah, I like that. Yes, Queen. Oh my gosh, I will stand as close to a summoner as I can now. <laughs> I mean, right? Like you're gonna like I was talking about it. Like it feels so good when you're fighting Shiva and she chooses you to step on amongst the group. Mm-hmm. Now we can get it from our summoners. Oh, I wonder if they could make it so that if your like eternally bonded partner is with you, you're like guaranteed to get it from them. <gasps> That would be really neat. That would be really good. Yes. Oh my gosh. I hope that. I hope that happens. Uh, all right. Um, how about uh, Drock? Can you tell us about tanks here? Yeah. So uh, it looks like the warriors are remaining completely unchanged. That's good. and Paladin's name is being changed to Paddlin, <laughs> which is a more accurate reflection of the newly reworked jobs functionality. So uh, I'm going to guess that that's probably also tied to their Sigma weapon. Oh yes, the Sugma the Sugma paddle. Yes, probably like something it. probably something related to that. Okay, I, I like that. Just what it looks like then. Yeah, I am. I'm confused. They they mentioned that they're reworking the job, but they don't actually describe how they're reworking it. I guess I guess uh, it's because it's so early into the patch notes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I assume. Uh, we'll either get another set of patch notes down the line or we'll get like a, a special uh, trailer for, for the new Paladin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would make sense. They, they tend to do it that way. Uh, Gunbreaker has been updated to Mindbreaker. We feel this change speaks for itself. Wow, they really are just <laughs> listening to you, aren't they? <laughs> they, they said, oh, Callie, we've heard you. Here well, you go. Not really, because I play, I guess, now Mindbreaker. Usually I would be the one being broken. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe I, I like. The, I mean, I like the concept of Mindbreaker. It's uh, it's a good time. It's for sure going to be uh, uh, a very in charge and commanding role. I have no doubt. Uh, well, if I'm nothing sure- else, it it might get you to play PvP more, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I always wondered what it would take to get me to play more PvP, and I feel <laughs> we have found it. <laughs> and it looks like for our last tank. Um, for Dark Knight, in line with their other changes, um, they're going to finally award them an emote to go fuck themselves rather than wait on the balance team to do it. <laughs> so Dark Knight, Dark Knight, so like like how White Mage get a unique quest to get the little unicorn mount. Are you telling me that Dark Knight is going to get an emote to go fuck themselves? Yeah, that's what it looks like. And I'm highly excited for I mean, that, isn't that kind of already the Dark Knight qu- job quest to learn to go fuck yourself? I guess I think it's more in depth for it then. 
I mean, I, it's, I mean, just having I mean, it, the emote feels feels like it's a more you can show off to everyone. Like, look, I'm playing Dark Knight. This is what the devs think of me. <laughs> exactly. Classic. Uh, and of course, uh, it ends with a uh, slide for please look forward to it. Uh, these are all changes that are anticipated to come in part two of patch 6.1, which, by the way, crazy that we're getting a multi-part point one patch, right? Yeah. Yeah. Usually that doesn't come in until what? Like point five? Point five. Usually it's just the last one. And they do the like the part two of it to give you the uh, last section of the MSQ. Huh. That is really unique of them. Yeah, interesting. Why I don't know why what what has uh, spurred that on, but uh, again, we want to say just the biggest thank you to Square Enix uh, for allowing us to be the ones to to kind of break some of this news and, and talk about what the new uh, give our first reactions to what is going to be happening in Patch Six Point One Part Two, and we really want to hear from all of you out there. We would love to hear what you think. So you can join us at the Layer of the Casuals Discord. Uh, that's one way to, to chat with us. We have a Warriors of Lust chat there. Or message us on Twitter at WOLCastXIV. And we'd love to, to chat with you about some of these upcoming patch notes. It's, it, it sounds like it's really exciting. They really seem to be listening to some of the things that the community has been asking for for quite some time. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Serena, Jiraku, where are you at with it? I feel like, I, I, I don't know, people have been asking for butt sliders for so long that it almost feels like they're just going for appeasement at this point, just yeah. apologizing for the, I mean, I wouldn't call it a sloppy launch, but you know, I mean, it, it, the launch of Endwalker clearly wasn't perfect if they had, if they decided to refund people's subs for like a month, right? Yeah. Um. And I feel like that's probably them just whipping that out to be like, hey. But overall, I think this is a really bold, interesting new direction for them to take Final Fantasy XIV. I mean, Endwalker was the end of the A Realm Reborn questline. So yep. clearly, this is a good opportunity for them to show us what their vision for the next 10 years of Final Fantasy XIV will be. And if this is actually indicative of what's coming, I am very excited. What are you guys most excited for out of what we have just let the whole our listeners know oh man um uh, there's a lot of good ones in here the the uh the glamoring of npcs is is big submaster if i mean blue mage is my favorite one of my favorite jobs already so that's pretty great i honestly though i I, of all the things i saw i I think it's the pole dance i'm most excited (laughs) about you know that's fair that's fair I have been wanting challenge dungeons for a really long time because I don't like raiding as a gameplay style. I like dungeons, and I think that a high-end dungeon gameplay would be really interesting. I am a little bit confused about their choice of location, and I kind of wonder if we're expected to be boss fights in that dungeon. Oh, interesting. What kind of boss fight do you think you would be? A tough one. Okay. (laughs) A goth one. I imagine they would either be taking advantage of the new bard changes for me or assigning me to Mindbreaker. That would also make a lot of sense to I me. I could see that. I think I think the fight with Callie would be uh kind of a lot of a lot of back and forth, a lot of give and take, uh the pacing of it slowly picking up speed as the fight goes until there's one final glorious like climactic finish and i I feel like that's how callie's fight would go that seems about right to me yeah it does 
Yeah. Uh, Serena, what are you most looking forward to? I'm actually really looking forward to action. To what? The role actions. Oh, the role actions. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Some of the new abilities and stuff like that, or the changes they've been making. I really like when they update classes. Yes. And give uh, them some new things to do. So the Black Mage one is, I'm really excited for that. I, I am looking forward to seeing, like, you know, Black Mage, like someone yelling at the Black Mage to move and get out of their ley lines, and they just go, bitch, and drop, throw down their, uh, their bind move and stay there. Yeah, exactly. I'm excited for that one. That's pretty sweet. And obviously, uh, a healer uh, just who's you know your 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 DPS is just not getting it done, so they they leash you and just drag you along through the dungeon. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm. Into I it. wonder. You know, that made me realize you could use that to force people in lower level dungeons to big pull. Oh my gosh, you could. Maybe that's the purpose of it. That's such a good change. Just just leash onto the tank. And- or if your tank is refusing to not full pull and you clearly can't handle it, you can be like, no, you no. go when I say you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? This is really, really good. I like the, I like leash. This is a really good change. I'm looking forward to seeing how this works in game. I can't wait to see other people use it. <laughs> yes, I, exactly. That, like We can talk about it here, but it's, until it's actually in the game and people start finding like those weird creative ways to, to make it work, I, I'm super geek to see what people come up with all right that's it for our patch notes for uh patch 6.1 uh these are some really exciting changes coming up and again we just want to say the biggest thank you to square enix for allowing us to break all this news uh we're really geeked for what you guys have in store for the game coming up and uh yeah we're 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 hopeful that we'll get to do some more patch notes for you guys in the future uh wrapping up today i know we're uh we're about you know, 50 minutes into the show. We got about 10, 20 minutes left. Uh, I was thinking about what we should do for our, our closing segment because I knew we were going to have a really good time with um, getting to break those patch notes. I knew we were going to have a lot of fun with that. And I thought maybe for the ending of it, we would uh, go in and take a look at the ESRB's rating of Final Fantasy fourteen because it might have to change after patch 6.1, to be fair. That's uh, true. And while I was looking at the rating, I got to tell you, the rating, if you look up the full review rating of ESRB's take on Final Fantasy XIV, have you ever read it? Because it's the greatest thing ever. I have never actually read it before, but we I do have, have it written down here. We do. So I thought I'm gonna we're going to take it one sentence at a time through here and kind of break it down and, uh, and, and see how we feel about it. And then when we're done, we'll see if there's anything that maybe needs to be added to it. So, uh, it starts by saying, this is a massively multiplayer online role-playing game, MMORPG, in which players navigate a large cast of characters that engage in missions and fight the forces of evil. I would say for an opening line, I guess that's accurate, yes? It's a very broad statement for what it is. Yeah, I would that, say that like... That feels like a fundamental, that's a fair assessment from the yeah. game level. Uh, how many games would that not apply to, though, uh, in which players navigate a large cast of characters that engage in missions and fight the forces of evil? That's I most mean, games. There are I can I can name offhand quite a few games that that wouldn't apply to. Yeah. I mean, like what? Super Monkey Ball? Let me cry five. Not a big cast. Uh, it, eh, 
it's an okay size cast. I, I guess I see what you mean, though. Like, yeah, Bayonetta's only got like a few characters, and so that's fair. Okay, so the large cast, and and I, I guess that does add to it. There's a lot of games that aren't mission based. I mean, you look at Breath of the Wild; that's a popular game. There's that's not a mission based game. I yeah, that's true. I, mission based is such a weird term because like I don't really also think of Final Fantasy fourteen as mission based, even though it is mission based. So. It's I mean quest based, so that's fair. Uh, players explore environments, which is just by the way a, an incredible sentence. Uh, examples: cities, plains, caves, and battle human and fantasy creatures. I have definitely battled many creatures that I would consider my fantasy. I definitely love exploring environment. <laughs> that players, is my. It's my players favorite thing. Explore like, environments. That you know, is incredible. I don't know. What I like to explore, the places and things I like to explore, I wouldn't describe them as environments. What would you describe them as? Bodies. <laughs> oh. Well, they that's have, fair. They have their own ecosystem? I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, some of them. Kind of. <laughs> that's why Draku's always getting throat infections. Exactly. Uh, why he's always sick. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and, and battle human and fantasy creatures. I, I guess that is accurate you do battle humans and you do battle many fantasy creatures we did a whole thing on uh on primals not long ago uh players use swords spears axes firearms and magic spells example fireballs and energy beams to defeat enemies in real-time combat so i would just like to point out like i understand the usage of the term i think I, I've never read a full-ass ESRB rating for a game before, yeah. and I think the use of the term, uh, for example, energy beams, yeah. is really funny, <laughs> because imagine like the type of people that need an ESRB rating. I mean, if you're the, the person who is looking at an ESRB rating and benefiting from it is typically going to be like a parent deciding, do I want my kid to get this? Right, someone's meemaw is looking at it. Is someone's Mima going to read this and go, oh, yeah, energy beams. I yeah. know exactly what that is. What, exactly. Like, it's like if you're a certain age, like my age, you immediately go like, what, like Kamehameha wave or something? Like, what does that mean? Uh, although, I guess when we fought Diabolus that one time, we kind of did do a Kamehameha wave. Mm -hmm. Kind hmm. of. Uh, yeah. I, a really interesting way of putting it. Also, is it really necessary to list and define swords, spears, and axes as separate things? Like, sharp, stabby implements. I don't know. I feel like it is relevant because axes are a lot scarier than swords. I also feel like they're missing stuff. Yeah, they I feel are. Like they're, leaving, they're leaving out... They're oh. leaving out knives. <laughs> I, I was at fairies. Uh, yeah, uh, sticks. They that you you fight enemies with sticks and I books. Yeah, books. <laughs> players <laughs> players Demons. use swords, spears, axes, firearms, books, uh, sticks, whatever. Milpreves is that what they're called? What the what the hell are the sage weapons called? Flying swords. Mil I don't know. <laughs> Flying daggers. That's what I call that. Uh, yeah. So interesting. Uh, this is where it starts to get great. Cutscenes depict a man being stabbed from behind and creatures emitting splashes of purple or yellow blood when struck. 
first I, of all, I appreciate so much that they decide those are the two things that are representative of cutscenes. Yeah, yeah. cutscenes depict a man being stabbed from behind. What? I mean, yeah, I What's guess a few times we see that. Uh, and yeah, creatures emitting splashes of purple or yellow blood. Okay, that one I actually get. You do have to any kind of blood spray. You do have to talk about that. Is important. So yeah. what's interesting is though is that they what they don't mention is the characters where they have like the blood over the face because they can't they can't show the full thing because it's mm-hmm. a T-rated game. Right. But they still have like uh, thank right after the Ranjit fight where he's like bloodied up and looks like hell. Yep, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, oh my gosh, yes. Some female characters are depicted from low camera angles with lingering camera views of their buttocks. I.e. of their buttocks, yes. I.e. upskirt shots. Okay, yes, that does happen so, a lot. So here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing about this one for me. I, I mean, you can totally do that of your own accord in the game, for yeah. sure. Absolutely. All the time. But I don't know that I can think of a single instance in the entirety of the game where there is a directed cutscene where it's not you having control of the camera, where this happens. Interesting. I'm I'm sure there are. I just off you're right off the top of my head, I can't think of one. The only uh, the only thing I can think of, and it's in a Hildebrand quest, but it's not even that. It's when Godbert is running at you in his underwear. <laughs> this, is yeah. true. this is the only thing I'm thinking about. Yeah, like, yeah, to give you the German suplex. Yeah, you don't mention that, but yeah, okay. Yeah, interesting okay. that that doesn't get man- mentioned. Uh, I Here's what I think of immediately. Uh, in the Endwalker quest, when you go to Thavnair for the first time, mm-hmm. and you have to ride on the Dodo, the Hamsa, Mm-hmm. Uh, my character was wearing a skirt during that sequence, and she, Callie, literally sits on it, spread eagle with a skirt on, and I'm like, I'm I, I'm on stream at the time, just like Callie, hide your shame, woman. Good lord, it is. It was the most gratuitous, unnecessary shot I've ever seen in this game. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's fair. That's fair. Dialogue contains suggestive references. For example, the netmaster's probably up in his office pal- polishing the mask just thinking about her. <laughs> stick, what about- <laughs> stick your manhood in the forge. And you cheating little whore, which I can only assume was my first wife. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are they not going to talk about Master Beaton? Oh my God, Master Beaton! <laughs> and he works with a. Are they not? Are they not gonna talk about Hori Boulder? Uh, oh <laughs> my gosh! Yes. Can I just say they they pick? I love the three pieces of dialogue that they picked because they are all over the place. But yeah. also thinking like I'm also thinking like how about Sestasha when you run past the Miko wenches and one of them goes, "Uh, uh he's not here. I swear on what little's left of my virtue." <laughs> right. Or uh, you can ask the one girl in the um, in the drowning wench why they call it the drowning wench, and she's like, "Well, you know, you're assuming that we're talking about drowning in water." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" I've <laughs> like, I've, I've sent that one. Yeah, that one's classic. So yeah, I uh, their their choices of dialogue here these are really fantastic. Uh, great examples of just some of, like the the times where Koji has really gotten away with something. Yeah. 
Uh, several characters are referred to as drunk or drunken, while others sometimes talk about wine, rum, and grog. The word shit can be heard in dialogue. Now, I don't know that I have ever heard shit. I've heard shite a shite, lot. Yeah, yeah. They've, yeah. they've used shite, they've used uh, swive, swive, whatever. Yep. I have. I don't think I've ever heard shit. Yep. Uh, I've heard, you know, stop your whinging. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't. I don't know that I actually have heard the word "shit" used in this game. I, I they would say "shite." Yeah, yeah, I don't. And they, and they say that all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's common. Hmm. Uh, okay, so this that is the ESRB's rating of <laughs> Final Fantasy XIV. Their extended rating of it. Is there anything that we feel like needs to be added to that? I mean, obviously, a lot of the changes coming up in 6.1 are going to need to be added. I think the SRB is probably going to do a full, a full re-review, uh, probably at 6.1. But uh, is there anything else that's missing off of there that needs to get added? I mean, from a, a, from a standpoint of something that would be in an ESRB rating, I am genuinely surprised they don't make reference to anything demonic. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, There's a I, lot of it. I, there, I mean, constantly, and especially in like a realm reborn, like in the in the early days. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. With uh, Hawk Manor, with Tamtara. Yep. And then now you have Reaper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, weird that like they don't mention um, uh, anything uh, revolving like uh, Yishtola murdering a man in front of us, like interesting like magna is on the step dead (laughs) (laughs) absolutely obliterating him yeah just like like strangely they don't and they don't also they don't put sadu on there for doing the same thing like literally sadu cucks magna in the middle of endwalker and that's not on here exactly hmm interesting you would feel they'd give a warning of like maybe um i was gonna say people's dress <laughs> uh i'm surprised i'm not on this list on on this rating <laughs> the three of us aren't there <laughs> yeah i'm surprised or- they don't just have a line that says quicksand yeah. oh my gosh <laughs> uh, well some of the local establishments e.g quicksand are used as a brothel <laughs> e.g i almost said balmok <laughs> quicksand <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, I I think when they do their their re uh, review, they need to include references to Balmong, references to the quicksand, and for sure a reference to the Warriors of Lost podcast. If you run oh, into yeah. any of us, that's an X rated experience. Oh, for sure. I, but it's a fun experience. That's true. I I, th- I do think like uh, to be mildly serious, um, ESRB ratings for games that have online interaction at all feel really bizarre to me. Yeah, because at the end of the day, your ESRB rating is meaningless, <laughs> right? Because literally mm-hmm. all these games put up at the beginning of it, like online interactions, not rated by ESRB. And guess what? The vast majority of your interactions in this game are going to be online with people. The overwhelming majority of things that would trigger an ESRB thing come from other people. It's that's where you get the foul language. Like, yeah, I don't know that I have played a video game in my life that has voice chat where I have not been called an asshole or a motherfucker or something worse or, or something worse. worse. Yeah, absolutely. I it is uh, it's a fun thing. Like, obviously, we just go through and bring it up just to kind of poke fun at it. But like 
your experiences with Final Fantasy fourteen are going to be entirely based on the people you interact with and play. Nothing you could ever read or a parent could ever read on an ESRB rating should or could really influence whether or not the game is okay to play with you. Yeah, you use swords and spears and you fight fantasy creatures and there's some blood and, you know, some sometimes there is some suggestive dialogue and stuff like that. But, like, ultimately... None of that matters when you log into the game and there's a bunny boy getting railed over a table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, that's where we're going to wrap it up for today. Thank you very much, uh, Serena and Jiraku, for helping me uh, get through those patch notes. And of course, the biggest thank you to Square Enix for allowing us to break those patch notes and read them off to all of you. I know they are taking a big kind of uh, a big chance with allowing someone like us, a young show still, to uh, handle the part two of the 69th live letter. But we thought, as the Warriors of Lust podcast, I mean, if 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 we're not qualified to handle the 69th live letter, who is right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So. Thanks again, Square Enix. Thank you, Koji Fox. Yes. Big fan of your work. Big fan of your everything. Looking forward to thirsting over Final Fantasy 16 because I know you're working on that now. I'm so excited. Thank you guys so much. Yes, it was it was really amazing. And we, of course, want to give the biggest thank you to you, the listener, uh, for tuning in and, and joining us and being here to as we help break down some of this exciting news. Uh, you know, you, you all are what make doing this show worth it when we get the messages on, on Twitter or on Discord saying, you know, how much people are enjoying it, how much we're having fun. We just recently crossed a thousand downloads uh, mm. on, on uh, total for the podcast, which is super exciting. Uh, so happy to uh, to cross that milestone, and we're looking forward to many more milestones in the future. I will say, uh, episode or season one of the Warriors of Lust podcast is scheduled to run twelve episodes, which means in the not too distant future, we're going to be discussing season two and whether there will be a season two, and ultimately, everyone within the sound of my voice, that will be up to you whether or not there is a season two of the Warriors of Lust podcast. So if you want more of it. Please share it with your friends, share it with uh, with your social media, let people know where they can find it and what's going on, and ultimately let us know that you're enjoying it and that you want more of it. Because if ultimately, if we get to 12 episodes and you guys say, all right, that was fun, but I'm good, well then good, don't, let, don't have us waste our time. But mm-hmm. if you want more, if you have enjoyed the show and you think it's, it's worthwhile and you want to hear more of it, let us know and we'll find a way to do more of it. Uh, I do need to shamelessly plug merchandise one more time. Uh, we have our merch store officially open at streamlabs.com slash escalia slash merch. That's E-S-K-A-L-I-A. We have uh, merch for all three of us as well as us individually. We also have the thirsty water bottle and a thirsty sticker that you can get as well now. Uh, so check all that out at streamlabs.com slash escalia slash merch. Uh, and yeah, get yourself some Warriors of Lust merch to show off uh, and, and show it off proudly. I will say from experience, the uh, leggings are super comfy. And if you're looking for something that you can wear to the office without getting fired, I can understand that. We also have the Warriors of Lust hoodie that just has the logo on it. So that won't get you in trouble with the boss. So cool stuff to check out. Make sure you head on over to the website and check it out. Uh, I want to thank my co-hosts, Serena and Jiraku. 
Appreciate having you both along as always. We will, uh, I am going to be going away on my honeymoon in the not too distant future here. However, we will be recording an episode in advance. So our next episode that you hear will actually have been recorded in advance and dropped for you. And then our next actual like of the moment episode will be episode 10, which we will be recording at the end of March going into the beginning of April. So hopefully right around patch 6.1. Uh, last but not least, make sure you check out the Patreon. That is the easiest and most effective way to support the show. That's at patreon.com slash Escalia. You'll get access to our pre-show discussions that we do every episode where we just sit and chat and go over the outline a little bit and talk about what's going on in our lives. They're usually pretty funny and pretty goofy and a little bit more uh, loose form than this. I know, which is crazy to think about. And if you want to know the reason why Serena came out with a really dumb nickname today, if you pledge to the Patreon, you'll hear why. You'll find out. That's true. (laughs) Uh, You'll also get access to the episodes two days early. Episodes uh, of the Warriors of Us podcast go up uh, for patrons on Fridays and go up for the general public on Sundays. So we uh, ask that you, if you want to help support the show, that is the easiest way to do it. So, uh, yeah. That's going to be it. Uh, Serena, where can people find you? Ah, so people can find me on Twitter at PurpleGothZayla. And they can also find me on Twitch at Kieran Rose. Um, you can also at me in the Discord server. I'm kind of always lurking in there, watching from the shadows. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, Draku, where can people find you? You can find me on Discord at 24 characters. Uh, Fucking hashtag two five three five. Um, I take commissions for writing. I am happy to. Please feel free to contact me if you're interested in paying someone to be hilarious or in getting off to someone something someone else wrote. Mm-hmm. I got you covered either way. Uh, also, just in general, I do pay attention to getting at it on the server. And if you want to talk to me, hear from me, or tell me how funny I am and how I'm always right, feel free to at me on the Warriors of Less server. Perfect. Uh, and uh, myself, you can find uh, on Twitter at Ascalia, E-S-K-A-L-I-A. And you can also find me at twitch.tv slash Ascalia and, of course, at the Layer of the Escasuals Discord server. So that's going to be it for this week's episode. We all hope you enjoyed the patch notes. We all hope you had a good time with them. We all hope you didn't take it too seriously. Uh, But we'll see you on the next episode. Until then, we hope you have a wonderful today, a safe tomorrow, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. See you next time. Bye-bye. The Warriors of Lust podcast is part of the Limit Break Radio Network and created by the support of its listeners, including patrons like Cleric Corin. Views and opinions expressed in this show are solely those of Callie Page, Serena Hima, and Jiraku Drake, and are in no way affiliated with Square Enix. Warning signs. Opening and closing themes provided by Kurai Kuromu. Check them out on Twitter at Kurai Kuromu. If you want to support the Warriors of Lust podcast, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Escalia, and make sure to follow us on Twitter at WOLCastXIV.